All right. Welcome to uh, this episode of CompTIA's Coffee Break with the Advisory Councils. Uh, I'm Chris Phillips, and today's guest is Jim Gitney, CEO of Group 50 Consulting. He is the co-chair of our newest uh, advisory council, which is our Blockchain Advisory Council. And he wanted to talk about disruption in blockchain today. So, Jim, um, the first topic that we had discussed was how is blockchain um, disrupting the supply channel? Well, Chris, first, uh, let me thank you for uh, asking me to talk about this topic, which is near and dear to my heart. And we've been working on this for a couple of years now and are really excited about the opportunities in blockchain, plus the disruption that it's going to cause in the supply chain. And supply chain is our subject matter expertise. And so we in Group 50 needed to be aware of those disruptive technologies that were coming down the pike. In the supply chain, if you sit and think about the supply chain is defined by two elements. One is raw material to finished goods. All of the processes and the handoffs and the value-added activities that start with raw materials and end up creating a finished good, like the uh, headset you're wearing right now. The other is, quote, the cash. And if you sit and think about it, there's a whole business process that sits above the supply chain or it's actually sits above it, but it's part of it that uh, requires documentation to be made from the point in time that a customer places an is quoted to the time they place an order to the time that that data is then sent down to the supply chain all the way through to shipment of the product to the customer. So we separate the supply chain into its two functional elements. If you sit and think about those activities, or if you've ever been involved with those activities, you find that there are a high percentage of the people inside the supply chain who are responsible for validation, who are responsible for making sure that the product does what it's supposed to, that every step of the way, the uh, quality of the components are validated, and that the activities that are supposed to happen in the supply chain occur. Now on that business side, when you talk about quote to cash, you have finance people, you have accounting people, you have attorneys, you have lots and lots of people who are involved in validating all of the documentation for regulatory purposes, for uh, global trade, for three-way match where I make sure, accounting people make sure that the purchase order matches the shipping manifest and matches what was received in the factory. It's estimated that about between 20 and 25% of the overhead costs inside of a business are completely committed to validation. Now let's talk about what the supply chain, what blockchain does in the supply chain. If I have an immutable ledger and using smart contracts can electronically or digitally validate every step of the process to make sure that the component that I'm receiving in my factory meets all of the standards required by the purchase order and it's electronically validated, a lot, most of this validation resources or most of this overhead can go away. We can also find significant reductions in cost because 
if I've indeed validated the material that I've received, I can immediately pay the trucking company and the vendor for the material that they sent us instead of having to wait the 15, 30, 45 days for my overhead functions to validate that that payment should be made. So those are just a couple of examples of how the uh, blockchain can significantly uh, reduce the cost of the supply chain. You know, Maersk and IBM are, believe they can take $1.2 trillion out of the cost of global trade because of their uh, blockchain consortium that they put in place uh, with 30 other shipping companies. Walmart and, Walmart and IBM have gotten together and said that by the end of 2019, all suppliers have to record information about their product on the food safety network, which is a blockchain-based network. And foodborne illnesses killed over 12,000 people last year, the same number, almost the same number of people who lost their lives as a result of guns. So you can see how important this is, not only in terms of the cost of business, but also in terms of the health and safety of the public at large. So you mentioned, you know, uh, this, this disruption of the supply chain was a big portion of what you just talked about, but you also talked about how it's really disrupting business as a whole. Um, so is there a couple other examples that you can think of, of how blockchain is really being disruptive as far as just business goes? Sure. So we were talking about validation of the supply chain, you know, quality assurance, quality inspection. Um, and the accounting organization validating that transactions occurred properly. Let's talk about business. So if you sit and think about a business, how much time does every business need to spend reporting information to other constituents? For example, regulatory and compliance. That includes the... Um, Labor, you know, labor records. You know, in the state of California, every employee has to have sexual harassment training every two years. And if you sit and think about all the reports businesses have to make to government agencies, both local and federal, they spend an additional amount of resource collecting that data from distributed uh, from various databases in order to satisfy the needs of government auditors. All of that can go away. Reports to the air quality boards, reports to for taxes. Uh, Delaware recently approved a law that allows all corporate documents and corporate reports to be on the blockchain, for example. So what we'll, what we'll see on the business side is a significant reduction in the cost of compliance of both re of regulatory compliance and the compliance with other standards that businesses have to meet uh, during their normal day-to-day -day business activities. But the really cool thing, the really cool thing is that a lot of resources inside of businesses are spent responding to customer inquiries about issues with their product. If customers have a complete chain of record of the chain of custody, and the provenance of a product or a service they receive, that'll also significantly reduce that amount of work. One last piece. There's over 1.2 million accountants in the United States who are only responsible for auditing financials 
and auditing valuations and those kinds of things, a huge chunk of that can go away as well. And so what we're seeing is that the Industrial Revolution impacted middle, uh, lower level jobs in manufacturing. The blockchain revolution is going to impact the mid-level, mid-level higher paying jobs, which bodes for a significant disruption inside of business. So the last point that you wanted to talk about was how it's um, disrupting global trade. And I know supply chain is a little bit of that, but um, what's um, some difference, differences in the way that um, blockchain is uh, disrupting global trade versus just simply the, the you know, supply chain? So if you think I was excited about the first two, I'm really excited about this last one, Chris. I mean, at the end of the day, you take one point true $2 trillion out of the cost of global trade and just in terms of moving containers and products around the globe. Global GDP is about $88 trillion. So you're already impacting it by over 1%. But let's talk about some of the other things. Uh, in the oil and gas industry, 15% of all the assets in the oil and gas industry are counterfeit. Wow. It, it's estimated that it, a properly implemented blockchain in the oil and gas industry can free up $1.4 trillion in value. Now, assuming that those, that value gets passed down to consumers, that means that we have significantly lower costs in energy. Counterfeiting of goods and counterfeiting of goods will bleed four and a half trillion dollars out of the global economy between now and 2022. So if you sit and think about the ability to be able to address those issues on a global trade basis, you can see that the impact of um, the blockchain on global trade is material. I actually believe that global trade will be impacted uh, favorably by between five and seven trillion dollars over the next 10 to 15 years. Now, I don't mean total five to seven trillion dollars i mean five to seven trillion dollars a year in incremental value and incremental efficiencies that'll happen in global trade and that's almost six percent of today's global gdp that's huge so the last point um just to wrap up um so give me a quick snapshot of what you see as the current state of blockchain and kind of where do you see it happening and, and growing over the next um, maybe, you know, two to five years? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, my view of blockchain is that it is where the internet was in 1996, 1997. It's in its infancy. And a lot of people were casting about looking for ways to use the internet. How do I sell product on it? How do I you know, communicate better on it? How do I do lots and lots of different things? And we, we, we see what ha what's happened uh, in the last 25 years on the internet. It is pervasive. It is relied on by all of us to do our work on a daily basis. And it's, in essence, become seamless. So what, what's happened is we have this beautiful tapestry called the internet that is not fully woven, but I mean, is nearly complete. Blockchain is the next piece of that tapestry. And so today we have lots of little pieces or fabrics that are being used and will eventually be connected 
to create that next tapestry, which we'll call blockchain or blockchain business. And so I think that we're probably five to seven years away from where, uh, it, for blockchain being where the internet is today. And it will impact over, uh, it, it will impact everybody. I mean, recently in our blockchain advisory council, we put together a, a use case document that shows over 350 significant material use cases of blockchain in healthcare, in land registration, in real estate, in food services, in global trade. So what you're seeing is all these little elements. It's like the little pictures inside that tapestry all beginning to show themselves. And in five to seven years, that tapestry should be completed. Well, so I want to um, remind everybody that a lot of the materials that the blockchain councils and all of our councils um, produce are available on CompTIA.org. Um, we'll be publishing that uh, 350 use case um, document or uh, infographic or whatever we end up doing shortly. But um, I want to thank Jim um, and his expertise for uh, everything that he does for our blockchain council. They've really hit the ground running. And if you're interested in more, you can subscribe to this podcast um, and uh, be sure to listen and follow along at CompTIA.org. So, Jim, thank you very much. Chris, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure. <laughs>